0: Producer Brad booked this story uh, for for me next, knowing how much I love animals and how much uh, I'm a sucker for my dogs. Uh, you know, puppy dog eyes. You know exactly what I'm talking about when I say puppy dog eyes. Uh, raised eyebrow, those big eyes, that tilted head that we all go, oh, so cute. Uh, it's one of the way, uh, one of the many ways dogs get what they want from humans. And there's been new research done that shows puppy eyes are no accident. They have been a survival me- mechanism. That allows them to better communicate with humans. Dr. Anne Burroughs is a professor and one of the co-authors of the study. Dr. Burroughs joins us now. Hi, Dr. Burroughs. Hi, how are you? Good. And can you tell me what the name of the university is that you're at? Sure, I'm at Duquesne University in Pittsburgh. Duquesne, I wasn't sure how to say that. Thank you so much. Um, okay,
1: Dr. Burroughs, so why did you start looking at this? well i'm an anthropologist by training so we think that primates are the center of the universe but then we got to thinking about if we really want to understand human evolution we need to think about dog evolution because humans wouldn't be who we are without the dogs so that turned our attention to taking a look at dogs and then wolves so with
0: the dogs and the wolves and if you if you look back in history when did when did humans start keeping dogs as pets
1: Well, it's not entirely clear, but it seems like about 30 to 35,000 years ago, around the globe in different areas, people started to bring dog ancestors in closer with them and started to domesticate them. And so what's interesting about
0: that is because up until that point, they're not bred for that, nothing like that. They'd be wild animals, and you just wouldn't necessarily allow a wild animal into your home um, with your kids, with your family, would you?
1: No, definitely. So they must have been choosing uh, wild dogs that had low aggression, right? Because you don't want them to hurt you or hurt your kids. So that was probably the first thing that happened in the process.
0: Okay, so when we start talking about those puppy dog eyes and and how um, this has really evolved, what is the science that you found behind those eyes?
1: Uh, What we found was that All of the domestic dogs that we looked at had this muscle that elevates the eyebrow, except for the husky, and that none of the wolves that we looked at had this muscle. So that was really interesting because huskies are considered to be an ancient breed, Mm. more closely related to wolves. So we were really intrigued by that finding.
0: So does that mean somewhere along the line that um, these animals figured it out, figured out how to use that muscle?
1: Well, that's a good question. We're not really sure if it was just something that was innate to these dogs or if they figured out that when they make this face, Something good happens to them, <laughs> or maybe it's a little bit of both. Like when my dog does that, it almost always results in me giving her a
0: treat. Yeah, absolutely, right. And that's what happens. So I wonder if, you know, in in years past, you know, looking way back, you have some animals who maybe were a little bit more willing to approach some folks around a fire and maybe uh, to get some food or or whatnot. And and those are the ones that maybe uh, this this. Evolved Involved in them and and down the road, does that does that sound like uh, a bunch of hooky or um, does that sound like? Oh no,
1: no, you you've you pretty much captured it right there. <laughs> really, that seems to be the most reasonable explanation. And it they they learn that we're suckers when they make that face. So. That's a pretty accurate explanation.
0: So somewhere along the line, they figured this out, and you know, so the eyebrows and you know their eyes kind of get a little bit bigger. I can kind of start to see the little whites of their eyes. They just look cuter, and so then they realized they that do. they were going to get something from us, and eventually that led to this. That is that is really interesting. So so um, right. the, the wolves that you looked at, and again they they were wolves that um, were, were were dead right? They were, yes. yeah. They were. And, and so where do you take this study now, Dr. Burroughs?
1: Well, that's a good question. Um, this is just the first phase. What we want to do now is get a bigger sample size of dogs, dog breeds, and see if all of the ancient dog breeds lack this muscle. Hmm. We also want to take a look at other wild dogs like foxes and coyotes to see what they look like and then we want to take a look at the microanatomy of these muscles and see exactly how they function in dogs versus wolves. So we've got a lot of uh, fire, irons in the fire right now. <laughs> So it was
0: interesting. I was reading a, 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 an interview that you had done earlier on this, and I, it, it broke it down like this a little bit. It says so the dogs that were better at giving you puppy dog eyes lasted longer than the dogs that didn't. And you said, that seems pretty accurate. And then we kept selecting them so that we had a role in this evolution as humans.
1: Oh, right. Right. We have we've manipulated ourselves in this. Um, we, it, it, they've just hijacked our emotions as we continue to selectively breed for this trait. And we, it, it's not unlike what I feel like when I look at a human infant and they give me those big eyes, too. Yes. So it triggers that caregiving, nurturing behavior, not unlike what we sometimes feel when we look at a human infant. Isn't that interesting? Are
0: some animals, are some breeds rather better at it than others, do you think?
1: Well, I, if I were going to test this out, and we are, I would guess that those teacup and toy companion breeds mm. would be the best at doing this. <laughs> Your working dogs, the herding dogs, my hypothesis would be that they're not Quite as good mm. as those toy companion dogs, but that remains to be seen.
0: Interesting, Doctor Burroughs. I'd love to send. I'd love to send you my uh, my Brittany Spaniel, Beau Breeze, for a little while, <laughs> and you could take Aww. a look at him. But he's he's uh, he, he's got it down pat. But we he's also has this sure. wrapped us right around our fingers. So in, in the long run, and
1: isn't it? sorry go ahead it's wonderful to be manipulated like that
0: <laughs> well if you're if one is going to be manipulated um, having it done by uh, a cute dog then I guess that's the best way to do it so again yeah in the long run you know what comes out of this research dr. Burroughs I mean does it uh, is it just you know is it interesting something to, to talk about or what role will it play in understanding us and humans and animals in this well, connection down the road?
1: That's the big question, and if you think about the 30,000-foot view of this whole thing, Mm. the story of dog evolution is a story of human evolution. Mm. We use dogs in so many facets of our lives, and our social behavior, the evolution of humans in general, includes dog evolution, so it informs us Mm. about who we are And why we are this way. Also, it just gives us a little bit better idea about how to care for our best friends and how to to improve animal welfare in general. Interesting, because I'm just thinking
0: about cats. And I know it's completely different, but cats don't do that. They don't, and I'm not a cat, I don't have cats, I don't have, you know. But cats, to me, have never seemed as... As good at it or, or as manipulative as, as
1: dogs? That's, that's a really astute observation. I have two cats, okay. and they are expressive, but not as much. And we actually did this study on cats a few years ago, oh. and we found that they don't move their faces as much as, as dogs. But one of the potential reasons for that might be that cats have those long, stiff whiskers, whereas dogs really have soft, short whiskers, and maybe cats just can't move their faces as much.
0: Interesting. Oh, Dr. Burroughs, you've given me things to think about this afternoon. I appreciate you joining us. Thank you for the time. Take care. It's been a pleasure. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. And you can read more about it if you read uh, if you Google right now. If you have a dog and you know about, just Google puppy dog eyes right now. Seriously, and uh, well, look at this one. It says, well, I don't know. My my kitty cat gives me her green eyes and a soft meow, and she seems to get her way, and and that's it. And I guess maybe it's part of that relationship, whatever connection that you have with with your animals. And and you guys know that I'm a I'm a dog lover. Coach and I had four uh, together. We're down to, to one now, uh, just Mr. Bro, Mr. Beau Breeze. Um and 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 they they ruled our worlds. So cats to me, and please don't get mad at me, cat lovers. Um, cats to me just don't seem to be as warm and caring as and as connected um, as as dogs. And I think cats have a lot more attitude. And we didn't need any more attitude in our house, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, everyone has a different. One. And then you see people. Uh, and I, you know, they're out there. The folks out who are out there who have snakes as pets, who have, I don't know, hamsters and gerbils as pets. And and I don't know. I, I've not ever seen a cuddly hamster or gerbil or a cuddly snake. Some folks I've I've talked to them. I've interviewed them. They have spiders and lizards as pets. Um, you know what what connection are you getting? What connection are you getting um, from? a snake or a lizard compared to, you know, when you compare it to a, a, to a dog or a cat. Anyway, I mean, whatever blows your skirt up, right? Whatever, you know, blows your hair back, whatever, whatever you like and whatever it is that uh, kind of creatures that you like in your world, as long as you're taking care of them, that's all that matters. (laughs) Uh, Some of your texts coming in uh, this afternoon says, it's catitude, not attitude, LOL. Yes, I would agree with that. I have I have some dear friends, and they love their cats. As much as we're a dog family, they're very much a cat family. So much so that they just put a cat patio on their house. They just put an extension on one of their decks and had it all. There's, there's a company in town that builds, like, cat patios, and they did this so the cats could get out. They're house cats. They're not cats that go wandering all about the neighborhood. Um, but so the cats could go outside and have some... Some fun out in the fresh air. They built a cat patio, an enclosed area on one of their decks uh, for for the for the two cats. And again, the things we do for our animals, huh? Um, this one says, "Jay, I to kill him this afternoon. I had a snake for years. <clears throat> it's called catios. That's it, Catios, not patios, but catios. Uh, hey, Jay, I had a snake for years as a pet. They just enjoy your company." It uh, used to crawl around you up one side and down the other, then crawl into your hoodie and curl up to have a nap. Yeah, because I think it just measured you. If it went up one side of you and down the other side, it measured you to see if it could fit it, if it could eat you. No, I'm just joking. Um, Jay, in our household, we have two bearded dragons, one ball python, really? Uh, A leopard gecko, three gerbils to feed the python. No, Uh, two cats and one dog. I think the connection to reptiles and snake is all in the husbandry. Watching a reptile depend on you for survival is bonding. That is from Brent. That is one heck of a little uh, zoo you got going there, Brent. Two bearded dragons. I always thought... um like bearded dragons, geckos, that sort of thing are really cool. But again, I, I go back to when I think of pets, I'm thinking about what you get out of them. And if you're obviously, Brett, Brent is getting something out of them, but I'm like the cuddles and all that sort of stuff. And I just, you know, curling up with a ball python kind of would freak me out. Big G says, uh, my wife absolutely loves her potbelly pigs. They come in every morning, jump in bed with my wife and Burrow under the covers. They're very affectionate. They're gassy, but very affectionate. Pod belly pigs are cute. I've always had. Uh, I I like. Uh, well, I like animals, just, you know, in general. But I've always had a thing for, for pig. I think piglets are really, really cute, and I've always loved cows. Um, when I was growing up uh, down in southern Ontario, southeastern Ontario, so for a while we lived in a place called Belleville, Ontario, friends of ours lived in Maydock, and they had a big dairy farm out there. And we'd go spend days out at the farm and just going in and learn how to milk the cow. And again, so this is, we're talking how old am I okay so we're talking thirty eight years ago, um, and I know technology has changed, and we would actually have dinner at that place, and they'd be like, okay we need some we need some milk for dinner and you'd go down and you'd milk a cow and you'd bring it back up and that you know in a in a craft in a jug and that would be the the milk that you'd have at dinner time it was it was cool it was the McCoys down in Madoc, great family still family friends um, <laughs> Very, I have a very cute, cuddly dog. They're very, very bet, the, the very, very best. And, <laughs> and, and someone wants to know, Brent, about what your house smells like with that zoo. That's from Danny. Um, but I'm thinking I probably know worse than what some cat houses smell like or what some dog houses smell like. They'd all be in, in their cages and in, in their, in their, uh, whatever, ca- uh, what do you call them? Tanks. So it's probably better than what most dog houses smell like. Um, Okay, and then I'll get back to you guys about wanting to know about that event coming up. But yeah, interesting. Interesting what we keep as companions, isn't it? Um, pot-bellied pigs, a friend of mine downstairs, her sister used to have a pot pig and would come in and it had diaper on because it would just poo wherever it wanted. Um, but yeah, I've heard great things about pot-bellied pigs. I'll stick with the dogs, although I would like a goat. I've always wanted a goat.